you're tuned in to Good Girls Behaving Badly. You talk about everything with your close friends, right? Well, so do we. Listen to us discuss everything from media and pop culture to relationships and dating. What do you want to chat about? Well, it's not going to work. Now that I know we're being recorded. <laughs> hey, guys. This is Sydney. I'm Shanae. How was your weekend? Um, It, it was fine. I... I had the baby shower mentioned that last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very cute, and some of my family flew in town, so it was nice to um, spend time with family. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty much it mm-hmm. for me. Yeah, I didn't really do anything this weekend either. Like I really sat in the house most of the time um, and watched TV and caught up on the shows I missed during the week. So. I had a dry weekend. <laughs> like, I literally didn't do anything, really. Yeah. Had I was, my silly twist in all weekend. <laughs> I also was catching up on TV. I just um, finished watching a million little things. Mm-hmm. Did you watch? Do you watch that? Have you tried um, that? Well, we, I just started watching it today. Okay. So, I'm two and a half episodes in. Do you like it thus far? It's cool. Yeah, it's I cool. feel like it grew on me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I feel like the first two episodes, a lot was happening, but I feel like a lot was happening because they had to develop the storyline. Agreed. Yeah. I feel like it has slowed down a bit. Mm-hmm. To normal life. To where it's normal, where you feel like you can somewhat see where it could possibly go. Because mm-hmm. I literally <clears throat> paused the TV um, right after her the female friends found out about the affair right yeah so isn't that crazy though i know like i think it's a cool show so if you like kind of like drama instead of it being like a family drama Mm -hmm. it's centered around these friends who've been friends for a long time and the secretary seems sus she seemed like she was sleeping with john well that's what my mom said she was like i think they was having i think they was snagging i feel like she's trying to steal money or something one there's a secret she's keeping from him right for sure we know that right and two it just seems weird because mm-hmm. she's still so around. Like she don't work for the family. She right, I'm like, who's for paying him her? Yeah. at the company? Right. So, and I don't. It never. We know he worked, but I don't believe he owned it. I just right. We don't know that, but from my understanding, that was just his job. It's not like he owned it. She just yeah. seemed. There's something that we I want to we want to I want to figure that out mm-hmm. for sure because that's what I didn't understand because like when they kept going back in the office and the window was still open I'm like this is a full this investigation a regular, then right I'm like if this is a regular building they would have done the investigation this would have been replaced like patched it up yeah or something. and so it was just weird yeah so. I agree but I, I do like it so if you like drama mm-hmm. shows like that mm-hmm. it's a little bit different because it's centered around friends instead of family uh-huh um yeah. Give it a shot. It's on ABC. Yeah. So, well, like, it brings in, like, TV and media. Yeah. Um. So, This Is Us was first. I, when I saw the episode title mm-hmm. in that little description, I didn't think I was going to be into it. Because, like, mm-hmm. I have to be honest, I was never that interested in Jack as a character mm-hmm. outside of him with his family. Right. Like, you only want to know enough to impact the family. Yeah, now they're However, really digging into the background. I actually enjoyed the Vietnam episode. Because mm-hmm. when it first started, I was like, oh, I'm not into this. <laughs> like, it had no, like, another kid, nobody was in it. It was right. truly about him. Yeah. But actually, as you kept watching it as the episode comes like you know what i actually am a little interested in now hearing it because mm-hmm. it, it it you learned about how he got in the war he mm-hmm. did it purposely for his brother yeah you learned about their bond mm-hmm. and how he felt he needed to protect him we knew that the father was abusive but then mm-hmm. when it went back to when nick was being born right at a point where the father wasn't wasn't yeah. now it made me go okay now i'm interested in knowing what happened yeah like what was the switch? clearly his father was right right and what happened when he did and yeah. so now i was interested and yeah. i was actually when they did the draft thing mm-hmm. i actually looked it up i was like that's how they really do it mm-hmm. and it was yeah. i i mean i know Obviously, I know highlights about the Vietnam War. Right. I don't know. But sometimes stuff like this makes me dig into it. Yeah. And so after this episode, I spent 30 minutes. <laughs> this always happens when mm-hmm. I read. When I watch anything that reference history that I'm not 
sure about. Yeah. Or if it's a decade piece, mm-hmm. I always look up the year that it's in because I'm just yeah. curious about like pop To get like full context. And just the life of how it was. Yeah. So after that episode, I spent like 30 minutes <laughs> looking up Vietnam, mm-hmm. what they were doing, because mm-hmm. I know it was a long war. Yeah. Um, you know, how people felt, the casualties, mm-hmm. how did they do that drag? Because I was like, they really did it like that? Mm-hmm. Like, I looked back and I was like, that seemed cold. That is not like, yeah. that just, yeah. like you said, we're not winning the lottery. You're sitting there and you know your number was called. It's like, woo. Yeah. So it was yeah. actually pretty interesting. I actually mm-hmm. enjoyed the episode more than I thought I was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At first, I just didn't feel <laughs> But now I am curious to see how he passed. Yeah, and I'm curious to see... Because I know they're not going to have too many all Vietnam episodes. No, they're not. But I am curious to see how they're going to feed in the flashbacks so that we can learn what was the switch for the dad to start drinking and like all of that stuff, all of the background. And then now they connecting with some of his war I buddies think that's and how stuff they like that. do the flashbacks yeah. tastefully. Yeah. Because you know, um, why can I never think of the son's name? Girl, I don't, I don't know. It's like Randall, Katie, Kevin. There God, go. I always do that. <laughs> Kevin is looking into it, so I think that's how they would do the flashbacks. And yeah. on the episode prior to this, you saw that black guy. With and the, so in this episode, episode yeah. you saw yeah. that. Yeah. You know, even like, and I love how they take the details of the story. Mm-hmm. When he did the hand thing mm-hmm. with Jack and said, breathe. And then yeah. they flashback to when he was doing that to Randall. Like, mm-hmm. that's where he got that from. Yep. Or even seeing, I felt like Nick, the brother, reminded me of Kevin a yes, little bit. Yes, And then you saw he had addiction Yes, also. And mm-hmm. it was like the parallels. I'm sure they did all that on purpose. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I just thought that was really dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it. So, we'll see how it proceeds. I think this is the first one, episode this season, that hasn't ended with a little flash about... The scene um, where they're going to see somebody and we right. don't know who it is. This is like the first one that they didn't reveal right. a little bit more about that. So, so how to get away with murder? Where I'm they confuddled. did reveal more things. I'm confused and confused. <laughs> I promise you, I don't know what's going on. That end when Annalise was crying, like, all right, Nate, uh, what, what is going on? <laughs> so they, I think now I, do, I feel like they're 10. trying to lead us to think that Nate is, but I still think it's a woman that she killed. I don't think it was a man. I, I don't know. But I think now they're trying to lead us to think potentially Nate is who is dead. Why? Is it because of Bonnie? She got a kid? And then my thought was, and now I'm confused. <laughs> Wasn't Wes Jr. <laughs> Bonnie's son? He is, yes. But the DNA didn't match the sister. The s- I think that's whose DNA they tested. I thought they tested the boy's. See, I thought they tested the sisters because he got something on her car. No, that was the boy was in the car, though. The little teenage boy. I thought it was mm-hmm. the boy. I thought Nate, because Nate doesn't know what, what's his face know. Right. Uh, he know that's yeah. her son. Right. I think Nate thinks there's a son and thought that that, that boy white boy was, was the okay, son. Okay, got you. Got because you. when the sister took him, yeah. I thought when he saw them two, he thought, could that be the son? Right. I don't think he was testing... The sister's DNA. Gotcha. I thought okay. he was testing the boy's DNA mm-hmm. to be like, I found the son. Mm-hmm. Little does he know, the son is around and he's already been identified as right. such. Right. Okay, gotcha. That's what I thought. And no, I that, makes, that makes more sense because I was confused too. Because I'm like, well, one, why is he testing the sister's DNA? Like, that didn't make sense. So now what you said, that I makes I think more he was sense. testing because he thought the white boy could be Bonnie's son. Right. And clearly... Maybe Annalise was right. Maybe she sold the kid or did something else mm-hmm. and got rid of it because it's that. But the West Junior still sus. West Junior sus because <laughs> now he's looking into Bonnie. So mm-hmm. in my mind, he potentially knows that he knows that she's a part of it. He may not know that that's that his mom, right? But I feel like I feel like part of him. He's trying to figure out his own history, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, like the whole flip phone thing, it's like sus as to why he's going about it that way. Right, it's very <laughs> weird. Yeah, I don't know. And then it's just weird. Yeah. So that show always confuses me, man. <laughs> I feel every time you feel like you know what's going on, you don't. There's another factor where it's like I don't know what's going on, <laughs> right? At all. Because then I'm like, it's what? Because where's Oliver? Like, Still, where's right. Oliver? So now Nate and Oliver are missing. I was just like, what? what 
Which McCollum face is all beat up. Right. Mm. West Jr. Calling, is a secret agent. Michaela calling Nate. Mm-hmm. West Jr. has not been spotted in the future flash forward. And at Bonnie all. had Nate's phone. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. But that's why I think they just want us to think it's Nate and it's not actually Nate. It's it's never I don't I don't know. I never <laughs> know who it is ever. Just I never I know think who it's it a is. woman. I just don't know who. I, I think a woman know who it is. gets killed. All right. So I have some few updates. Starting with Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson because we talked about them last episode. Yes. And it came out later. Like, and we gave like foreshadowing. Yeah. <laughs> they announced that their engagement was off. Mm-hmm. So it said that it was a mutual decision to separate. Mm-hmm. However, they're, spec- they're saying that talking to their people, both sides felt like they knew this was going to come mm-hmm. because they were moving too fast, too soon. Mm-hmm. And with the passing of Mac Miller really rocked Ariana where she had, where they're saying she had to take him over and be like, you know, and she took a moment mm-hmm. and just acknowledging the fact that too much, right? It was too, too much, much, too, too soon. soon. Yeah. And for obvious reasons, his death has rocked her. Yeah. And that's clear. And yeah. it would rock anyone in the circumstance. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, I personally, I feel like she needs some time to heal. Mm-hmm. Cause people already was like, "Well, who's she gonna date next?" I'm like, "Can this girl get, give her a break?" I don't like, think she is. I actually think she's gonna chill for a moment. I, I hope just so. Think, yeah. I personally think his passing really rocked her, and that's yeah. part of why she. I believe that's part of the reason why their engagement ended. Mm-hmm. There was a. It wasn't just them two in a relationship, right? They, right. She had a pass, and mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And I think she was enjoying being happy after the Every, right. frustration after with did, Mac Miller. Right. But it, in spite of enjoying being happy, she still, you know, loved Mac Miller Absolutely. and still always thought that he would be there, even though and that he would get better one day. Right. You right. know what I mean? Even though their relationship didn't continue, she still always thought he would be there. Right. So, so also, uh, I just want to say shout out to Rihanna because she declined the headline. The Super Bowl mm-hmm. show, yeah. Also, Pink declined, and so I think okay. it's dope. I knew it was somebody else, but I couldn't remember who. I read it was Pink as well who declined, and I think it's really. Cool. I think it's dope, but I can't lie that Rihanna would have put on a bomb <laughs> time show. I think it's cool because, but hopefully she does Coachella, like headlines Coachella. That'd be lit. Not next year. I won't have the funds. <laughs> well, that I think it'll be th- this. Coming year I don't have or the, the year yet. after? Year after. <laughs> we just did it. <laughs> I know. And you know what? But I'd they never announced it until January. So. stack right. for Rihanna because right. I stand for her as well. Right. But, sweetie, I really need you to do 2020. <laughs> I really can't do 2020. Not 2019. <laughs> okay? So, honestly, I hope she don't. Well, see, Keep I prolonging was... that music drop till 2020 or after Coachella and then do 2020. I can't do... Coachella next year. Please do 2020. I would love for her to do Coachella, but I don't think they would let black two black women headline back to back. No, I don't either. They got to like take a, not a break, but you know, for the rest of the people, get somebody that they like. Well, the year before that was Lady Gaga. Mm-hmm. See, so they, maybe they'll even try to get a dude. Yeah. Not saying it, they don't have to, but, but probably. I hope so. 2020, Rihanna, I'm there. Mm-hmm. Give me some money. Mm-hmm. Give me some time. Because I said the last time I do Coachella, I'm trying to be VIP. Right. So I need extra time to get my money. Okay? <laughs> All right. So I was I brought up to say I think it's dope mm-hmm. when an artist or a, a stance, when they won't let the money blind them. And they're like, right. no. Right. I have money. There's other opportunity. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. And that's why I just think it's dope. And that's yeah. why I mentioned it. Yeah. Agreed. And I personally hope they keep getting backlash. I know Amy Schumer came she's out. She's not going to do commercials. She's not going to do any um, uh, Super Bowl commercials. Mm-hmm. And I think when you start hurting the money supply and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I do think that's when change could come. So I feel like it'd be crazy if more, if the industry really was like, nah, right. because what would they do if they didn't have, mm-hmm. obviously they would still do commercials, but a big part of them are the celebrity endorsements. Mm-hmm. A Super Bowl part of it is the show. It's like, mm-hmm. what happens if everyone say no? Right. Right. You know? Yeah. Anyway, moving on. I just want to talk about basically y'all. I hope <laughs> that I win the lottery. <laughs> 
So um, at work, we bought a bunch of tickets. Yeah, um, we bought on Friday, but clearly we didn't win because it's it's the new. But girl, I didn't even know when they draw. I didn't know nothing. So I'm like, yo, when they call the numbers, like, how are we supposed to know? I'm like, Friday. Can y'all send out an email if we were supposed to? Well, you don't know all the numbers. I do, but I don't even. I didn't even know what time they. I've never played the lottery. Right. So I just gave them my little money, money and right. was like, hope we win. Like, right. I didn't know nothing. So I was like, oh, y'all going to send out an email? I have we to buy win? some because the next one, I think, is to Monday. Okay, so they probably um, might So Friday, nothing. the cash out after taxes was $536 million. Mm-hmm. Baby, honey, <laughs> let me tell you, if I want something like that, because it was 28 of us or 26 of us at work that put in for it. And I'm like, that would still be a pretty penny. <laughs> like, I hope you win too, girl. Y'all do it again. <laughs> I, I don't know because we only have one day, so everybody will have to bring cash tomorrow. But I I, Look, any person I know who I know will at least pay my student debt. Right. That's I all hope I you win. That's not even 100K. Like, that's it's all not. That, it's I like. All I need you to do, can you just pay my debt? <laughs> right. You feel me? <laughs> and I won't ask you for a dime. Right, that's it. All right? <laughs> Although, I believe you would give me more than that. Because oh, I yeah. would give you more than that. Yeah. But anyone else that's close enough to me or want to spot me something, <laughs> just pay my loans off. Right, I would be just fine. It. I don't that's need nothing it. extra. Just that's pay my debt. drop in the bucket. For it's real. Like if, if you got that much money. wins the whole thing. You're not going to miss 100K. I can, like, I can honestly say that if I won it. Because mm-hmm. me and my mom have these chats. And we always have fun talking about what we do if we want. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm quitting my job. Well, honey. honestly, I'll probably pass out. Because I wouldn't. I would I would keep checking it like, are you sure? Like, <laughs> I just would feel like, are you sure? Like, I would go to the office and say, you're right. It's verified. Are you sure? Like, I just feel like I would keep going. For real, and then I would say, "When do I get the money?" Because that's because that's I, I can't get the job till I yeah, get the money we now. We do the pool like, and we agree like we would take the lump sum. We wouldn't do right. the payments because it's too many people to be doing. No, 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 lump sum. Take the taxes out up front. Give mm-hmm. me my cash, mm-hmm. and I I would say, well, "When do I get the money?" And then I would also be like, "I want to be anonymous." <laughs> no, I oh, don't yeah. want nobody to know. No, nah, yeah. And then honestly, I would give a big chunk to my family. Mm-hmm. Um, I would give, and then be like, but don't ask for no more. Oh no, let me tell you, unless something. it's like extenuating. No, they know extenuating like circumstances. Circumstance. I want five hundred thirty-six million dollars. I'm not giving you a hundred grand. I'm right. giving you substantial money, right. right? Yeah, yeah. Any person who gives money, and my mother's like, you really gonna do this, y'all? If Shanae was a lottery and you get some sort of check for me, That's you it. have to sign a disclosure saying I am taking the amount of money mm-hmm. and I agree to never ask you for money again. Yeah, because if I give to. you. If you're responsible about your money, you shouldn't have Because if I give you a couple mil mm-hmm. and you don't get a financial planner to invest mm-hmm. to make more money and to make sure you make that mess last, right. I don't know what to tell you because why would I give you more? Right. You can't handle, you can't handle, you can't handle five million. <laughs> I'm not giving you any more. <laughs> right. And I would do that for everybody. Yeah. And um, and let's be clear. Most of the people will get my will get money will be my family. I would give a ton to charity. Mm-hmm. I would actually start my own homeless shelter because I've always wanted see, one. then you could take some of the tax <laughs> If you wow. give enough to I'm charity. Not, I'm not thinking about that. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm thinking about using the money. Just Look, that's good. how wealthy people do it. That's how I, I wasn't looking tax. at the tax. <laughs> you know, ooh, girl. You could have kept that on the inside. And I would give some to, you know, my top friends. Right. Not everybody. Top five. Barely. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know if it's five. <laughs> But obviously, Cindy would be get for the, the ones that not in the top few. We would. I would pay for y'all to come on a trip. I would pay for a trip. Absolutely, right. absolutely. That's it. I will absolutely take you on one great vacation. Right. You're gonna keep getting this. Right. Our this friendship is not based on that. Absolutely. But yeah, and you so, just there for a good time. Um, That's it. Not and if y'all time. win, y'all would never know. Like y'all maybe oh, no, speculate. We'll be here next week. And you have no idea, like a baby. Day. You have no idea. And we would be recording. The sound might be a little bit better. We may have some more like background music. You'd be like, oh wow, they got sponsored. Yeah, we did. Outside of that, y'all won't ever hear me say I won. Nope. I ain't crazy. That's it. I'm not crazy. Anyway, moving on. Lala and Carmelo Anthony are actively working things out for a long time we didn't know where they stood we know they were still married but they were separated Mm -hmm. but they're in a space where 
They're actively trying things out. Good she made them. a statement to People Magazine. She says, we're good. I mean, we're, we've been together for a really long time, so we're figuring out how to make it work and what is best for our um, son, Kai, and what is best for us. Um, and they said that they were recently seen, like, kissing on a yacht, and they're been good together. And so I think that's great. I think mm-hmm. they have been together for a long time. They've been married for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I would, I hope, Carmelo would never do anything like that again, mm-hmm. and that they can get past it. Yeah, yeah. You Therapy, know? couples counseling. I'm sure they. I'm sure they're doing all that. Yeah, I'm sure so. they are. Because that's a them. big. Let's be honest. That's a big pill to swallow on Lila's end. Mm-hmm. That's a very large mm-hmm. pill to swallow. Yeah. Just with everything, mm-hmm. it's have to accept that. So, right. yeah. Beautiful. So lastly. Cassie and Diddy broken up. Yes, they were together 11 for eleven years. years. Yeah, and the only reason I bring it up, it is unfortunate when a relationship ends. But mm-hmm. from my understanding, they say it was um, mutual and that they still have a good rapport with each other. There's no like hostility. Right. I really bring it up because everyone speculated. Hey, all these memes like, look what happens when you wait that long and have someone marry you. People are no And man. I wanted to just say this as a person who I want to be married one day. Right. We have no idea if that was. Even she when wanted. Cassie even wanted. Right. They're annoying. And so I feel like to assume that they broke up because he wouldn't marry her, mm-hmm. I don't think that's... I've never, like... And granted, it's not like I've heard 50 million interviews from her, but I've never heard her actively say, I want to be married. Right. She was, from my understanding, again, happy with you well, know, how they, they were. Yeah. Yeah. And so if they broke up, they broke up. But let's also understand that, like... Cassie's 32. Mm-hmm. She wants to get married and have kids tomorrow. She certainly can do so. That mm-hmm. all I'm saying is not. She ain't 58 and been with him for 20 years. I right. mean, they dated when she was young. Yeah. So she still has a lot of life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if she maybe want to get married one day, or maybe she still don't. I right. just felt like it was, people were so quick to think it was about that. Yeah. Everyone doesn't want to be married. Right. It just is what it, it is. It could be something completely different. It could be something different. Yeah. Everyone yeah. don't want to be married. And everyone doesn't have children. And I right. feel like you can't assume when people are dating for a long time that somebody don't want to marry somebody. Right. They could be fine. And you shouldn't assume that because they don't have a kid that somebody don't want to have a kid. Mm-hmm. It could be they yeah. don't want it. Right. Everyone could do what they want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And set the relationship the way they want to. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I just felt like people just jumped on the bandwagon. We have no idea why they broke up. And for the record, we're never going to know people. And I also, I even hate when people are together for a long period of time. And then they ask you, well, when are you getting married or when you having kids? When, like you said, everybody doesn't want that. Or like, I think it was an interview I was watching. And it was this woman. She was married, but she, and they had been trying to have kids for like five years. And like, they were kind of taking a break. But she was like so many people asking them after seven years of marriage, when are y'all gonna have with kids? When are y'all gonna have kids? She was like, sometimes it was triggering because she like we trying, but dang, like and she leave me the f alone. And she doesn't have to articulate that to right. anyone. And right. sometimes women, sometimes situations happen and they can't have kids exactly. on both sides, he right? And sterile, they be healthy or she can have they seemingly healthy or whatever issues as well. Yeah, and so it's just not appropriate to say, right? Agree. You don't know what's going through, what's going on. And I feel like if anything, you can ask, do you guys want children? Right. Not mm-hmm. when you're going to. Mm-hmm. And then if they say maybe one day, you leave it. And mm-hmm. you don't keep asking them. Right. Yeah. If you heard maybe one day, then maybe one day you'll see them have children. Right. Yeah. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, they're going to have to take care of the kids. They're, they have to pay for the child. their responsibility. All of I that. just, you know, so. we need People. more of a mind your business culture yes. on details like that. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. So that's it. Unless you have anything you um, want to. No, I can't think of nothing else that happened this week. Mm-mm, nope, can't think of nothing. So, <clears throat> our topic for today. Um, what? Oh, the question of the week. My bad. Is there something you wish you had said sorry for but never did? Was the question. And I wondered because this was more of a... Deep question, one. and y'all be liking to skip these, and we didn't have that many people. So right. the female enigma, nope, I said what I said. LOL. Uh, Ray Nicole Davis, yup. Um, and then she said, "In quote, you're a horrid person, and I hope your wife to be never sees your true character." Uh, signed Justin, and I'm gonna just say that 
when I read this, I want y'all to know that <laughs> I was there in this moment. <laughs> and it was pretty darn awkward. <sighs> now I read it. It would probably be the time in middle school when I approached someone about having an order. I blasted this person in front of other people thinking it, it would be funny. Looking back on it, it was very childlike and mean-spirited. The type of behavior I wouldn't stand for today. We have grown. People yeah. grow. Yeah. But I will There's say. There's a better way to approach it. That was very awkward. It was. And I was. And I played a part in that issue. I was shocked. I was like, oh. I remember being like, Well, I oh. played a part in the after effect. But. I, all I'm going to say is I was there when it happened. And right. it took me off guard. I didn't know. Like. Because y'all came in at breakfast and told me. And I was I like. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know. He was going to do that. <laughs> And so when it happened, I literally was like standing there because I didn't know we were. I didn't know that was happening. If I knew, I would have not been around for that. Okay, I gotta be honest. And he just said it, and I just remember like, like I just remember like, no, he did not. And I just remember being like, whoa, this is awkward. It was. I remember the after effects. That was. Any, we grow yes. and we mature. Yes. None Amen. of us would do anything like that now or even be around it. So right. We right. grow. Right. Um, how do you what? Miranda. Oh. Miranda underscore duh. Says nah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I want to say it right. The single gal guide. Hmm, not the top of my head. Africa Wilkins. Yep. Should have followed my intuition. Sorry for wasting my time. The chatty patties. Nope. We petty though. <laughs> For me, um, I could be honest and say the same thing, just not off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not going to say I, I have a mind, well, I do typically have a mindset of, I said what I said. Right. But there are moments where I have been like, I shouldn't have said it that way. Mm-hmm. But I don't have any regrets like that. Mm-hmm. I can't think of none. I think, um, well, the th- example I'm thinking of, it's like, it wasn't really my fault, but I think I still could have apologized for it. It was like someone called me because they just needed to, like, I guess, vent. Mm-hmm. And I, y- I don't know. Well, y'all probably don't know. I get to work relatively early every day. Like, I don't have to be to work till 8.30, but I usually, if I leave the house on time, I usually pull up in the parking lot at, like, 8.05 or 8.10. Um... So, it was before work, and they were, like, venting about their situation or whatever. And then I still went into work early, so, like, I told them, like, I had to go. And then, like, later after work, when I asked them to, like, you know, continue their vent, they were like, oh, I don't feel like it now. So, I feel like I, sh- I though it's not necessarily my responsibility because I was going to work, I could have, like, you know, just taken the extra 10 minutes to listen to what they had to say, just let them you know, get it all out. So I feel like I could have apologized for not being there when they needed me. That was a long way of saying yes. Who's <laughs> mm-hmm. So, like I was skipping ahead to before, um, our topic for the day um, is we're discussing being emotionally unavailable and you know why we want people that are emotionally unavailable how what in what ways people are emotionally unavailable and kind of everything around emotional unavailability because like people are single all the time but they may not be emotionally available to you know oh oh i'm so sorry (laughs) y'all they may not be emotionally available to you know, new partners or another person or whatever um, at the time, but oftentimes we still choose to be engaged with them. So I know you had um, something pulled up. Yes. <laughs> so I have um, a couple things. I have an article from the Thought Catalog about mm-hmm. this is from a perspective if you're dating an unemotional, emotionally unavailable man. Mm-hmm. Um, it says, when a man is emotionally unavailable, he is projecting the outside of what he needs the most. He wants a connection with you, but his past could very well hold unresolved fears, which are preventing him from feeling comfortable with this kind of intimacy, mm-hmm. which I, I agree. Mm-hmm. And so it was saying, basically, they were given some key signs to know if your partner is emotionally unavailable. Mm-hmm. So before I get to that, 
I feel like we should share our experiences. Do you feel like you do you feel like you've dealt with Oh yeah. <laughs> a couple times. <laughs> I, I, cer- I I certainly have as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I feel like on the earliest of when I feel like I experienced that to an extent, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I knew what that was. I feel like I don't feel like in I did. one of the examples I didn't know, but in the other ones I knew pretty early. So what on. what kept you engaged to like see where it went, even though you you kind of felt a sucker. it? Oh, <laughs> I mean, there's no other way for me to explain it because like you're a sucker for love. For love. For love. That was a bop. <laughs> um, it's like people will tell me, and I'll be like. Oh, okay, that's cool. Thanks for telling me. And I still be right there. Like, I don't go nowhere. Like, I know it, but it go almost, like, in one ear and out the other, even though it's always in the back of my mind at the same time. So, <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> it's like I try to ignore it. That's a better way to put it. I because try you to. know mm-hmm. that you probably shouldn't be engaged. With right, or... I think that I'm okay with it in some instances. I think I'm okay with it. But I know, I mean, there has been instances also where I didn't know until right. um, later on. And I don't, well, the example that I'm thinking about, I don't know even know if they ever voiced it. I think I found out on, like, social media or something. <laughs> Where they post something and you you was like there it is yeah okay mm-hmm. I understand mm-hmm. yeah because so, well so I'll just say it out I don't care um they were talking to me and they were talking to another person and they told me that they weren't emotionally available to be in a relationship huh who <laughs> do I know this person yeah I'll text it to you or I'll just type it and let you read it okay um because I feel like I. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Um, and so then, yeah. So, but we both made it clear that if, because I was talking to somebody else, I think at the time too. But we both made it clear, like, if we felt like it was getting serious with the other people, that we would let each other know, right. blah blah. Then they got in a relationship with the other person without telling me. So me and him were still talking, as far as I knew. But then I think it was like around November or something. I saw them post like, oh, I love this person and blah, blah. And I think I just cut him off for like six months. <laughs> I just blocked him on, deleted him everywhere um, for like six months. Because to me, he told me that he was emotionally unavailable after it had been years already at that Right. Point. And then he pop up in and a relationship. And then pop up in a relationship. And he ended up being with her for like... Two years, I think. And the thing is, he still could have been unavailable for her. Mm, that's facts. Because, I, yeah, I, that's... Actually, I can saying, corroborate that he was emotionally unavailable I, for I her. I feel like... Because he was still talking to me. So, how, you know what I mean? Like... I feel like, like you can certainly be in a relationship a and still <laughs> be emotionally unavailable. Like mm-hmm. that little quote said of just like not wanting to reach that true level of intimacy that you need in a relationship to really for me to in my opinion right that makes a lasting relationship yeah yeah and i agree i think it's a lot with fear mm-hmm. i've certainly dealt with it and i think at some points i just gotta be an emotionally unavailable mm-hmm. personally i think i was emotionally unavailable mm-hmm. for a very long time mm-hmm. and for a variety of reasons obviously my past relationship Mm-hmm. And I just think I was in a place where oh I can get emotional about it because I've grown. I just wasn't really happy with myself, and I just feel like I couldn't be available for anyone else. Right. And I just kind of shut myself off. Right. Now in a space where I know me, love me, mm-hmm. I'm with me, mm-hmm. and I feel like the last situation I was in. I feel like when you're in a place where you do feel like you know yourself and you're ready to have that level of intimacy, when someone is not there, you immediately know. You immediately know it's not there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of even know what the issue is because you just recently got out of it yourself. Right. 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 So I feel like I have both perspectives because I've definitely been emotionally unavailable. I'm trying to think if I've ever. I'm sorry, y'all. 
I'm done. I'm falling down. I'm just done. I'm sorry. Um, I'm trying to think if I've ever been emotionally unavailable to someone. I don't know. I don't think I have. But I don't. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been emotionally unavailable. For real, for real. Hmm. I think other people may think differently. But actually, I, yeah, you have. Uh, I think so. I, I, I believe sometimes I think when people say, oh, emotion unavailable, it's like no one has any emotion. That's not it. I don't think right, that's true. Right. I think there's a point where it stops and it just doesn't go any further. You mm-hmm. can't really have a connection with someone romantically if there's mm-hmm. a level where it stops. And I mm-hmm. think there was a point in time where it stopped for you if it felt a little bit real. You know what I mean? Even the time when you would talk down things, even when you won't acknowledge what's going on. Mm-hmm. I feel like that could be a small version of that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't okay, think it I has to be yeah. bound to like, I don't have feelings. You know what <laughs> right. I mean? Like, but I think there are moments where, cause I do think it's based in fear mm-hmm. and past experiences that left a bad taste in your mouth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think sometimes that could come out in different ways. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if that's the case, then I feel like you've had moments when I feel like mm-hmm. I have to like, Force you to acknowledge who someone is in your life, like they're not just your friend. Uh, okay, I didn't. Oh, I don't think I considered that. Being I think it emotionally could be. Mo- I think it could be moments. Mm-hmm. I don't. I. I think at some point in time, I feel like everyone has probably experienced that. I don't think it has to be some lingering heavy duty thing. I think it can be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. From my perspective, I don't think it has to be a huge thing. And see, when I think about emotionally unavailable, I guess I do think about the bigger version of it where it's like, oh, I'm not emotionally ready to date anybody I can't date right now. Like, that's the way I think about it. But people who have that are dating. Well, yeah. So that's just it. So that's why I'm like, (laughs) I I personally think it's possible. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. So, here are some signs Mm -hmm. they say um, lead you to emotionally unavailable people. Right. Here's the signs. Gotcha. One they say is they can come off like robots. Mm, Okay. Like very cold. It says, you know, they are pretty much exactly the same no matter what. You have a hard time reading the person. Mm-hmm. You never really know what they're thinking, and they're not really expressing it either. Right now, nah, I've dealt with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have, you have. And it's not. And for me, because I am an emotional person, mm-hmm. that bothers me. And mm-hmm. I, if like, I don't even know what you're thinking every five minutes. But like, if I have to, if you can't open up to me, you mm-hmm. know, on a smaller scale, it makes me uncomfortable. Right. And if I feel like I have to beat it out of you, I don't want to put in that much work. Certainly not yeah. now. I'm not, I don't want to do, I'm not trying to yank your arm. Right. I think actually I have been, I guess, emotionally available in that way for a short period of time. It was like I someone did somebody, something and I lost trust in them. And I think it was like maybe a month and a half later and we were out. Because I mean, we still went out regularly when I was, I guess, emotionally unavailable. And it was one time we went out and they did something and I laughed and they was like, Dang, I feel like that's the first time in a while that you've like legitimately laughed and been yourself. And I was like, uh, yeah, I guess. Because I guess I had begun to regain my trust in them. Yeah. Sign number two, they can be self centered. So I thought this was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I just lost my place. They're saying being self centered is a defense mechanism. Definitely. Um, if they're not in control, they don't want to open up. Um, they're so focused on their own agenda and needs, so there's no room to let anyone in their head and heart. Mm-hmm. And when they said it like that, I was like, "Oh, okay, I get that." So mm-hmm. that's, I think that's definitely, yeah. And they say that typically the primary reason, specifically for men, is that they can be self-centered, is that they can they can control the conversation and they don't have to care about your crap if they don't want to. Like they just have to be in a cold when they wanna when they wanna be in, they wanna be in. Right. When they wanna be out, they wanna be out. Yeah. And I feel like unfortunately we as women deal with that a lot. I think so. Yeah. I certainly have. Yeah. 
Um, sign and of guys the, deal with it too. Absolutely. <laughs> Just but we don't date women. <laughs> right. So we're not all the way sure of how that works. Right. I'm sure it's the same. Well, I've heard stories of women but doing it to men. Too. I don't, I, I can't. My perspective is based off of men. Right. But I'm sure women do the same exact thing. Yeah. And yeah. I have seen it as well. Mm-hmm. We could be just as trash, and we are just as trash <laughs> as men could be trash. I mean, too. men are a little more trash. I but. agree. <laughs> but just They're saying, trash a little more funky. We <laughs> have trash on our side, too. Right. <laughs> Number three, they're not incredibly nice to other people. And I thought this was weird. Mm. It's one thing that they're closed off with you. Maybe you haven't been dating long enough to know that the person's emotionally emotionally unavailable Mm. but how they treat others is a pretty good indicator of what you need to know about the person so i thought huh this was part of growth but i always they say in general you should want a partner who can empathize with others right so you're not saying like they're being over the top but if they don't they're not showing signs of empathy mm-hmm. or understanding. That could be a sign. Right. That's what they say. Yeah. I always think it's weird when, like, guys, they're, like, really caring and nice to their partner, but then mean to, like, everybody else and how their partner feels about that. But For me, it would bother me because I wouldn't yeah. understand why do you have that tone with other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It wouldn't, like, satisfy me where it's like, oh, my man's an ass, but he nice to me. Like, that <laughs> right. wouldn't make me feel good. Right. I'd be like, why are you being an ass? Yeah. So. Yeah. Number four, they never take the blame. Mm. Well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Basically, lack of accountability. You've been singing a lot on these episodes. <laughs> Sometimes I have oh a song God. in my heart And I'm triggered and I want to sing Alright, I'm done <laughs> You remind me of the Braxton sometimes They always be busting out in song And I you don't even what? watch the Braxton's that I think much. it's my family mm-hmm. We sing Yesterday Because I, I never watched the Braxton Well, I haven't watched but it since do, the But they do, they do But I just watched the episodes with um, Ayanla Did you love it? It was good Woo! I only watched it because Ayanla was on there And Woo! I watched Ayanla's show And they was just busting out in song randomly. I feel like it's the family Because like, even when I was at the baby shower And my aunt was like Okay, it's time to open gifts We started singing about how it's time to open gifts And that's how we got everyone to be quiet <laughs> was like, It's time to open gifts it's always like church related, right? Oh, <laughs> a church time open gifts. Oh my god! Okay, and so I don't know. So I do sing, y'all. Sorry, <laughs> I don't really sing. Maybe I'm gonna start adding that. I, I feel like really, the last few episodes you I added had, it. In. <laughs> but I just had a song on my heart. Oh my god! Low key, I could have been a gospel singer. You, you feel good? I feel like I have a church voice. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Like I said, they never take the blame. Mm-hmm. And they always say a sign of that is like if you ask what happened in a past relationship and they blame everything on the ex, they never take any accountability mm-hmm. for the part they played in it. Right. That's a sign that yeah. they say. Yeah. Number five um, of a sign, they disengage from their relationships. So when they first, when you first started dating, they were all about you, actively pursued you, and now you're in it. And now that they like hooked you, mm-hmm. then it stops. Yeah. And then they say that he he or she may disengage in a number of ways, including working longer hours, um, avoiding difficult conversations, keeping things, keeping secrets, mm-hmm. um, avoid spending as much time with you. So just basically pulling the way. Yeah. And since you're not used to it, you keep moving forward. Like, why are you being this way? And then yeah. you keep pulling away. Yeah. And I... I've, I get that. Yeah, yeah. Number six, um, a sign of emotionally unavailable partner. Sex ranks high in their priorities. Because mm. um, that's how they use that to not express their emotion. Yep, basically. Mm-hmm. So they're saying that how you spend your time is a good measure of that. Because if a lot of your time is centered around sex, sexual activities, or you're in the bed or whatever like that, mm-hmm. and you're not actually out spending, like, quality time having mm-hmm. those hobbies, that's a sign. Because, like, basically, when you're out doing those hobbies and quality time, you actually have to talk and, and get, to get know in someone's another. mind. And yeah. That's a way to develop intimacy, where mm-hmm. if you're pumping it, 
you ain't got to talk. You know what <laughs> right. I mean? Like, if you're being just sexual, you don't have to right. really go that deep. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, the next one, and we have three more because there's eight. Number six, they're in denial. Mm. So if something happens where an average person would be irritated or sad or mad, mm-hmm. and they always just have this blanket, I'm fine, it's cool, whatever. Mm-hmm. They, they're saying that that whole I'm fine thing and never actually just addressing the fact that, yeah, that pissed me off or yeah, that mad. They're saying that's a sign because, uh, because they're not acknowledging their own feelings. Right. And they have their whole, you know, especially for men, their whole, I'm a man. I'm, yeah. We're yeah. over that. <laughs> men. Well, at least I am. I can't speak for someone because I have, and I hate, it cringes when I hear it. Mm-hmm. I had her one be like, well, I don't like that. And I'm like, oh, uh, I, hate I want that you too. to mature. I'm like, my you're sister. reinforcing it. Mature, my sister. <laughs> Please. Oh, my God. Hey, I want you to mature because I'm like, you should not want that. Like, I. You shouldn't want I that. I don't agree. And men shouldn't want to not be emotional. Like, I don't agree with the whole. I, I don't agree. Yeah. Men should should be emotional. They should be able to, yeah. especially with their partner, with right. not anyone else. Right. You should be able to talk to your partner yeah. and vice versa about how you're feeling. I was talking to like a friend or a friend about that. And she was like, I don't ever want to see a man cry. Mm-mm. Why would he cry? What's the point of that? Why do you cry? <laughs> right. I was just like, for girl. And she reasons. has a daughter. I'm like, look, girl, no. I'm going to need you not to pass this on. That's I need you saying. to get over that real quick because I'm like, that's not healthy. Like, they have feelings and emotions, too. And she was just like, well, they can express it in another way. I'm just like, you know what? Why? <laughs> like, I, no, right. I it's like okay it. for men to cry, too. I don't like it. <laughs> um, number seven, they've never been in a long-term relationship. Mm-hmm. And they're saying, basically, even if you're young, you can understand, but... If nothing has never gone past six months, that's a sign. Mm. And what do you think? I, 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 I guess I could get that. It's, we're 26. Mm-hmm. We turn 27 next year. I do think if I was dating a guy and he said he's never in a relationship past six months, I I would be curious to see why. Yeah. I would definitely want to know why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I would be curious to be like, why did it never go past that point? I do think. Yeah, well, I'm because I'm, I'm thinking not saying about to be together two, three, four years, but right. I think at, at us turning twenty seven, and I was dating someone either my age or older, mm-hmm. I would think you would at least been in a relationship for a year, maybe. Because I was just thinking, about, like, I have female friends that have never been in relationships over six months, and I don't, I don't perceive them as being emotionally unavailable. I'll put it that way. Um. Do I think maybe their list of standards is what's doing it? Okay, potentially, touche, potentially. Touche. But I don't. Point. But I. They seem to be very available emotionally. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe that's another perspective. Yeah, and but then, that tends to be more true for women than for men, unfortunately, because of how we've been conditioned. But yeah. And the last one is. They have some sort of past trauma, and we talked about that. We all got trauma. And what I'll say to this is we all have trauma. And so, and I've said this before to friends, and I just feel like there's nothing wrong with being guarded mm-hmm. because of your past trauma, but when, you know, or taking it slow, I'll put it that way. There's nothing wrong with taking it slow mm-hmm. when you've had some baggage and past trauma. But when you're letting past trauma dictate your life and how you make decisions, it's a problem. Yeah. And that's when you're ultimately letting fear decide, make decisions for you in your life. And I don't feel like we should do that. Right. And I acknowledge that that's hard. Mm-hmm. And that, and I personally, I can't even get my words out. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> I don't believe you should let fear dictate your actions in life and right. how you make a decision, whether it's in a relationship or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think you can take calculated risk you can plan it Mm -hmm. but i don't i just for me i don't ever want to look back on life and say i didn't do this because i was scared right that's just me so that's in a relationship and outside of i'm trying to be a little bit more you know take the energy of the day don't let fear determine right your future and that's why i always think that and like you said traumas are hard to deal with so because I know most people say deal with all your traumas before getting in a relationship, but sometimes that's hard to do too. But I think 
communicating your traumas and how you're working on it can help too. Because sometimes you may have a reaction and people are like, why are you reacting like that? And it may be a reflection of something that you've dealt with in the past. But if they know about it, then they can, they can be more understanding of your reaction or give you the care in that time that you need or whatever. So I feel like even if you're not done dealing with your traumas, which in a perfect world, you would be done dealing with your traumas before you get in a relationship, but communicate how you're dealing with them, what they are, and where you are in the journey to deal, like being done dealing with it. I agree, but something, something you said, like something my therapist would tell me, mm-hmm. like for you to learn the final lesson mm-hmm. is put in action. Mm-hmm. So like you won't, in regards to like relationships, you won't get it until you try it again. Right. So yeah. part of it is you do have to like. Be in it mm-hmm. and be faced with it. Be again. faced with it and make a different choice. Exactly. Yeah. And so I I agree. And so part of that is communicating that with your partner mm-hmm. and letting know that these are my triggers. I am working through them, mm-hmm. and they have their own triggers. So mm-hmm. I feel like, and that's a a great to me a conversation to have. Yeah. As a way to getting a deeper level of intimacy with your partner is having a, ch- a trauma chat and maybe not just relationship chat. Let's have a childhood trauma. Chat. I was about to say, cause sometimes okay. it'd be outside of that because yeah. childhood trauma also impacts our romantic relationships. Oh yeah. You feel me? Yeah. So have a chat, you know, mm. when you feel like you guys are developing, you get comfortable, mm. have a childhood trauma chat. Like mm. what have you been through? What have I been through? Where are the similarities? Right. And me knowing that information, knowing more about the person can help you navigate them. Like, for example, just even with Sydney, mm-hmm. I know was I feel like at this point I know a healthy way to speak to her mm-hmm. and an unhealthy way to speak to her. Mm-hmm. And even if I ever felt the urge to speak to her in a way that I know is unhealthy, I would never do that because that's triggering for her. Right. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that's what I'm saying. When, right. you, when you know more about the person mm-hmm. and their trauma and things they've been through, you know how you need to approach them. So you can still get what you need across. Yes, right. But you're delivering in a way that they can receive it mm-hmm. without them being triggered. Right. Agreed. And same for me. Yeah, yeah. Sydney knows she can't ignore me. That's true. <laughs> That's, for me. yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't like being dismissed. Right. You want to see me lose my cool? Mm-hmm. Ignore me. <laughs> I, I don't do Even well Even when it. I don't respond in a timely manner and not on like purpose, it. she'd be like, where were you? I'm like, I don't sorry, like I didn't it. look at my phone. Childhood <laughs> trauma, okay? Right. I don't like being ignored. Right. I don't like being dismissed. Right. And if you're close to me, you know that. And that's something that I would absolutely talk to with a potential partner when yeah. the time is right. That yeah. like that's a thing for me. Yeah. And by the way, I'm not dramatic. Like I don't need you to check in every hour. Like right. I'm not like yeah, extreme. That's too much. But it is a it is a thing for me. Yeah. So yeah. I personally feel we're actually getting to the end of 2018, and I don't know how. Like this year went by. Girl, so I fast. feel like an old person because you know how they always used to say, "Where did the time go?" I really feel like. Where the heck we were just did in, the time go? We were just in New Orleans celebrating New Year's. Honestly, we was just at Coachella, like, and we're about to be at another New Year's. Oh my which I'm like, gracious. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just feel like as we end 2018 and go to 2019, let's be emotionally available. I think I am. I'm saying to the people. Oh, uh, <laughs> I, I think I am to the I people. I talk to our listeners. I know. I, I, I want them to be it too. Got you. <laughs> what the heck, yo? You're not listening. <laughs> I meant our listeners. I do feel you're emotionally available, right? And I feel like I am too. Mm-hmm. And so I'll take it one further and say, as we're emotionally available, and this is to us. Mm-hmm. Let's deal with others who are emotionally available. Oh, okay. Got there's you. The, there's that. <laughs> And I, I had to think. I'm like, what? But okay. and, I, and I challenge those as well. <laughs> let's present ourselves emotionally available if you mm-hmm. can. Mm-hmm. And let's try to deal with people who are emotionally available. Let the emotionally unavailable people deal with each other. <laughs> okay? I guess that would be easier. <laughs> Wouldn't it be easier if they dealt with each other? I and wonder the emotionally how that available would people would get together. And then it'd be, to me, it'd be less drama. I feel, I feel like, like it would be less drama. Two emotionally unavailable people, at some point, one person's going to get fed up. Even though it might take longer, I think at some point... Well, at least they can <laughs> understand where each other is at. Yeah. I just feel like, let them go off. <laughs> okay? Yeah. But I also think being emotionally available for someone mm-hmm. in a romantic setting means you have to um, come to terms with 
your past mm-hmm. and things mm-hmm. that impact who you are. So if you're not ready for that self-discovery and development, right. then, then don't. what can you say? But right. I also think and encourage people to do it. Mm-hmm. I personally, and this is my therapy plug again. <laughs> therapy is awesome. Mm-hmm. Life changing. Mm-hmm. You learn so much about yourself. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like for me, I have a certain level of peace that I have not had ever. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's amazing. And when you have that level of peace, I just feel like life feels a little bit easier to navigate through. Yeah. It's still tough you still, times. I say, you still going to struggle still a little struggle, bit. You still struggle, but I just feel like you feel just a little bit better about going through the motions. And you know how to navigate the struggles better. I agree. Because yeah. especially for me and my therapy experience, I have had severe anxiety. Mm-hmm. Like I've had panic attacks. Mm-hmm. When I have those urges and it's coming back, I know what to do to keep right. myself calm and centered. Right. And before, I mean... Ambulance have had to been called from you, so mm-hmm. yeah. you feel me? Yeah, therapy. Yeah, because I remember when you first started having to. I'm like, I don't know what to do, but I'll just be there with right. you. Right? And it I was mean, scary. Yeah. I mean, I there were moments I get teary I, I could not breathe, mm-hmm. and I felt like I was gonna die. I just I remember I sometimes not... we would just go walk around Walmart. Cause I mean, I'm like, well, look, whatever we gotta do. <laughs> My anxiety. I mean, it started in college, and it it yeah, it was bad. It was moments where I I couldn't sleep. I I'm getting teary eyed. It was scary. I couldn't breathe. Mm-hmm. I remember one time when I had to call the ambulance because I could not breathe. Yeah, and I was home alone, and mm-hmm. I thought I am going to die. I mm-hmm. literally was on the floor. Right, and they had to break the lock because I couldn't even get up to open the door. Right. Yeah. It's scary. Yeah. And this um show, it's on Netflix. It's called Atypical. Um, he's like dealing with his wife had an affair on him. She moved out or whatever. So now he's home with the kids. He still works, but mm-hmm. he's like the main care of everybody. And he had a panic attack in his driveway and like fell out in the driveway and had to go to the hospital. And they were just like, you was just dealing with a lot. And you had anxiety about dealing with everything by yourself. And because uh, he thought he was having a heart attack, right? But when you're in it, you don't know what this it, is. It, you don't know what's happening. It's really scary. Yeah. When you can't breathe, mm-hmm. and all the things you're like, okay, calm down, calm down. But it's not working. It's like yeah. on the inside, you're saying, calm down, calm down, breathe, breathe. Right. But you literally can't. Right. And then you start panicking. Right. It's like, okay, because now I mean, can't breathe. Yeah. Okay. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It's scary. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know therapy. Mm. Yeah, and Charlemagne, his book "Anxiety Playing Tricks on Me" that comes out on Tuesday, and I will be purchasing. Well, he's gonna be here Thursday for a book signing. Oh, nice! Mm-hmm. You going? Mm-hmm. Why yeah. did I get invited? I did. You can come. It wasn't like an invite thing. You know I like Charlemagne. Okay, so you let's go. You also know I read the first book. Yes, so let's go. And you said, and actually I pre-ordered the audio book. And so. you talk about how we need to spend more time with each other. <laughs> and you don't say nothing about no book signing. And so now we're back. Here we I won't go. say it. I won't <laughs> even say it. <laughs> I won't even say it. So we're going. It's on Thursday. It's I think it's at Johns Hopkins. Just saying. But uh, the doors open at 6. Okay. Okay. I didn't know if you would be able to get back from DC in time. Okay. Because I know I will be struggling to get there on time. I will make the proper arrangements. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll wow. send you the link to purchase wow. ticket because the ticket comes with an autograph book. Oh. Huh. <laughs> you work in DC. I don't know if you get back on time. You can ask. You're right. And I plan on buying the book. Okay. So now you get the book. <laughs> Even though send it to me now. (laughs) Even though I feel like um, there's probably a limit when they sell out. Well, I just got my ticket, I think, on Friday, and it was like three hundred available. Um, But so I'm looking for it now. But um, I'll still probably actually listen to an audio book because I just prefer to hear him say it. Say yeah, like even with uh, Tiffany Tiffany Haddish's um, book. I didn't. I, I started enjoyed, and I didn't finish. I have to finish it. I enjoyed hearing her and like they also give little bit extra things because like I'm reading um, Quest Love's book now mm-hmm. um, about being. It's I think it's called Creative Journey. Something I'm bad at names. Y'all know that. Um, and he like when he's talking about certain parts because he's a magi- musician. He's playing the music to go along with what he's saying at certain parts when he's talking about music. Mm-hmm. So I'm like it adds to the experience a little bit. And even one point. 
he was quoting somebody and he couldn't remember how to pronounce his name. He called them on the audio book and like, how you say your name? <laughs> like, so it's like a little bit extra to the uh, to the book that it gives, and I um enjoy that. So I'll probably just keep the book as a um autographed, you know, version. But I already pre ordered um the audio book and I'm gonna try to listen to as much of it as possible before um Thursday. I don't. I don't retain it well, so I still have mm. to read it. Yeah, I understand it. I'll only retain it when it's a voice I recognize. Because I've tried, my favorite book is The Alchemist. And I've read it maybe five times at this point. I tried to listen to it on audiobook. Oh, yeah, there's still tickets. Yeah, okay. and I could not pay attention. And I'm like, this is my favorite book. Why can't I pay attention? But it was not read by a person whose voice I recognized and could like connect to. So it just didn't work out for me. So I can only do it like with celebrity books. But we got definitely off topic <laughs> from emotionally unavailable. It was. Each book. Look, I'm reading the link. <laughs> I just trying to make sure I got a seat and a book. Yeah, it's not a signed seating. Okay. It's just the doors open at six. Because the auditorium. Right. So it's you sit where you sit when you get there. Nice. But every ticket comes with a book. Awesome. So I will be going to that. <laughs> okay. Well, if you could beat me there, you could say your seats. I actually probably will. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because um, I know I'm be rushing because I don't get off till 530. But. I get off early and I have a little more flexibility. So mm-hmm. I will have seats. Okay. <laughs> um, but back to being emotionally unavailable. Yes. Everyone just work on one, either being available or being able to adequately express that you're unavailable and also being aware of other people's feelings and emotions while you're being unavailable i agree because i say this i think it takes a big person Mm -hmm. to even because i think sometimes people like well i said it you did Mm -hmm. but you can tell when someone's not staying on track right and i think it takes a very mature person to say look I know we talked about how I'm not there with you, but I feel like this mm-hmm. is more for you. Yeah, you get it. And we have to stop. Yeah. I think there's a, 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 I think, I sometimes would be like, well, I was honest, but I think there's a point where you could be like, I'm not, I'm not going to do this because right. I don't want no mess. Part of me not want to mess with to be honest with you, tell you I'm not there, mm-hmm. but I can see it. Right. I can see that. And I can see it. And I feel like we should just be friends or we should stop. Yeah. And I think there's something to that as well. Right. And I also, I think it's also important that if you do so choose to deal with someone that's emotionally unavailable, have self check-ins to like be able to check yourself and know if you're getting into deep. Now what I do, I set time limits. I don't always stick to my time limits, but <laughs> I set time limits to deal with people that are emotionally unavailable because I know at some point I'm going to get emotionally involved. So that's my strategy. I'm not going to suggest that to everybody because it hasn't always worked out the best for me, but it is a tactic that you can try <laughs> um, when you're dealing with someone that's emotionally unavailable. <laughs> I say cut them. <laughs> and the reason I say that, if you if you are in a space where you know what you want out of a relationship, mm-hmm. if you truly don't care, mm-hmm. fine. But if you know you're wanting to make a connection to have a relationship, mm-hmm. I personally feel like time is your time and make it valuable. And it's not valuable. Dealing with someone who is not going to meet you where you want to be. And period. not provide what you need. And got. not provide what you need. Yeah. And so that's why I say cut it. Yeah. That's not easy to do. Mm-hmm. So it takes effort because a part of you being solid and knowing what you want and making sure you get it, that can be sometimes lonely. Right. Because being patient with the universe and the Lord, if you believe in the Lord, mm-hmm. that takes some patience. Mm-hmm. And at times that can get lonely and it make you be like, forget it. I want something. If yeah. it ain't at all, I want a little bit. Yeah. So it takes a level of patience. Yeah, that's true. But I, I encourage you to have it. I struggle with it myself. Because mm-hmm. I, I mean, you want companionship. Yeah. And sometimes temporary companionship, even from people like that, is okay. Mm-hmm. But the reason I say it never works because it's never enough. Right. Right. It's never enough. Mm-hmm. And it's okay for a month. It's okay mm-hmm. for month two. And then you get to month three and you're like, what am I doing? And like some people, I've never done this, but some people be like trying to wait around for them to change and no, stuff like that. No, and we don't do that, that either. That ain't me. Well, I've done that once in the, 
when I was much younger, but I don't do that no more. I don't think I'm you not should. Doing because at the end of the day, if somebody want to become available, that's on they them. Will. Yeah, Absolutely. so I would never do that. But I, I have. I think that was like high school. Maybe I mean, I think every, we've all had experiences like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Time is money, and I don't, and I just feel like time is your time to be spent doing what you want. Right. And if it's truly real, it will be real, and that doesn't mean waiting for it to be real. That means. Living your life mm-hmm. fully and completely, mm-hmm. and if you guys cross paths again, where y'all pass in line, where you can be in that relationship, great. Right. But don't be waiting for people. Right. Yeah, I agree. So I just want to say so long, farewell <laughs> to you, my friends. Goodbye for now. Until we meet again, it's been great. To sing and play together in, in the, the box. box. And now it's time to say goodbye. So long, <laughs> farewell oh my to you, my friends. <laughs> goodbye for now until we meet again. I was, I was, I was really fighting singing. What's why would you like, why you ain't sing? No, no, I, I can't want you sing. To sing. <laughs> I want to do that to do y'all. y'all like that? We can end the show with in the box song. Out the box song. Out of the box. Out of the box. Look, well, they trying to get us for copyright. Look, I don't oh. know. <laughs> we didn't actually play the music, though. So that yeah, don't count. that was totally Al Capopo. So you can't spot me for that. <laughs> we could. So, as always, guys, comment, like, subscribe. Email us y'all experiences. If you want to be anonymous, you can be anonymous. You know all that jazz. And as always, this is Good Girls Behaving Badly. Bring you the good and the bad of every week.